Hi, everybody. Welcome to my sixth podcast in my Great Iron Guru series. The episode is called The Interesting History of a Hard-to-Predict Wide Receiver. This is about the history of current New England Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon, dating back to his rookie days and his problems along the way. Be aware, listeners, there is going to be some explicit language, especially when I get till 2017 to 2019, so don't be surprised if I use some curse words. Josh Gordon entered the 2012 Supplemental Draft. A Supplemental Draft is different from the normal draft. It's kind of hard to explain. There's a lot to talk about. It's kind of complex. If you're wondering the reason why Josh Gordon, aka Flash, as he is nicknamed, couldn't enter the normal draft and had to go through the Supplemental Draft, was because back in July 2011, while at the time at Baylor University, he was suspended indefinitely for testing positive for marijuana. Previously, back in October 2010, the police found him passing out on a passenger seat. Then was in trouble for, of course, marijuana possession. Basically, he's being Snoop Dogg. Then in August 2011, he transferred from Baylor to Utah. However, he never played for Utah because he had to sit out for the season because of the transfer rules. He then entered the 2012 supplemental draft in the second round. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Back then, as most football fans know, one of the most miserable sports teams, dating back to when they got reinstated back in 1999, the year I was born. But now the Browns have promise. Anyways, back to Josh Gordon. Similar to A.B., Expectations weren't that high, considering who knows when it comes to supplemental draft players. 2012, even though the team finished 5-11, Flash had a surprisingly solid year. He started 13 games and all 16 games played. He had 50 receptions, 805 yards, and 5 touchdowns. His yards per reception was therefore 16.1. He was quite explosive. His best game in 2012 was a Week 13 at another struggling team in the Oakland Raiders in which he had 6 catches, 116 yards, 1 touchdown. In Week 5 at the Giants, he had 2 receptions, 82 yards, both touchdowns. Those were his two best games, considering he had Brandon Wien of all guys throwing to him. 2013, he got off to a really bad start. In June 2013, jackass moron Roger Goodell suspended him two games for substance abuse policy. This is where the Red Flags really got worse. Even though he only played 14 games, in those 14 games, he had 87 catches, 1,646 yards, and 9 touchdowns. That is amazing, again, considering the mostly awful QB play. Having, again, Brandon Whedon and the very inconsistent veteran in Jason Campbell. He still managed to put up big numbers. His most impressive highlight in t- was in two straight weeks, Week 12 and Week 13, both losses to the Steelers, then Jaguars, respectively. He had in both games, Week 12, 14 receptions, 237 yards, one touchdown. Week 13, 10 receptions, 261 yards, two touchdowns. He was amazing that season. 237, 261 in two straight weeks. Amazing. In only 14 games played, he had seven 100-plus games. Again, the team was pretty bad, basically, for 1-12. You kind of have to think, what if he has a good QB? How much better would he have been? May 2013, a weird year for Josh Gorman, was he was subject to many trade rumors between September and October. I feel like I heard somewhere, what if the Patriots could land Josh Gorman? Rumors were going on that the 49ers were planning to trade for him. Considering how this was almost exactly six years ago, I'm not going to go full into detail. Some people do think the Patriots could have traded for Josh Gordon. If he plays 16 games, could he have been Calvin Johnson set the single-season receiving yards record in 2012? Who knows? The problems in 2014 was when it really just got worse and worse. In July 2014, he did DWI or DUI, however the terminology works. Then in late August, he was suspended the whole season. However, the suspension got shortened to 10 games. It was a long, complex saga. So again, I'm not going to go full info from old news on Rotor World since there's actually many things to talk about. There's a lot of news about him. Josh Gordon finally returned in 2014 to play in Week 12 in a game at the Atlanta Falcons. Despite only playing 54 out of 78 snaps, he managed to have 8 catches, 120 yards on 16 targets. The Browns also won that game. His next two games, 7 catches, 75 yards, and 2 catches, 15 yards, before the infamous Johnny Manziel first started Week 15 hosting the Bengals, in which they lost 30-0 and when Manziel really struggled. After playing five games in 2014, weeks 12 to 16, on December 27th, he was suspended for week 17 for, of all things, violation of team rules. In only five games he played in 2014, 
24 receptions, 303 yards, zero touchdowns. What made this worse later that day, ESPN Cleveland didn't expect Flash to be with the team with the Browns in 2015. He then got suspended in 2015 for another failed drug test. It came from testing positive for alcohol, again, of all things. All the trainers I talked about earlier, there was an interesting trade that could have worked. An ESPN employee reported that the Browns back in 2013 once tried to trade Josh Gordon to the Eagles for quarterback Nick Foles. Let's play what would I think of this. Considering I don't remember witnessing this firsthand, from today's perspective, to think back then, that actually would have been a good trade. Deshaun Jackson, Riley Cooper, and Josh Gordon, that almost could be unstoppable. And the Eagles did have a talented quarterback at the time in Michael Vick, even though Nick Foles took over. Considering the injuries Vick was dealing with, tremors that could have happened sometimes don't work. This could have been a what-if years ago. Old news, that's why. And who knows, maybe the Browns don't need to wait years to find a QB, even though Foles outside Philadelphia hasn't been great. Again, so many what-ifs. He basically had no chance of playing football in 2015. He didn't try to get reinstated. You would think I would disc Goodell, but if alcohol is the reason for suspension, it's not worth the season. Again, you know we have a moron has been running the NFL who needs to be removed now. Again, I know I've talked a lot about trade rumors from 2013, but another interesting one that could have happened, only this time it was rejected, ESPN's M. Schefter reported that back in 2013, the 49ers were willing to trade former running back Kendall Hunter and a second-round pick for Josh Gordon. It was rejected. Again, not being able to win this at first hand, I agree with the Browns on this one. It was a pretty horrible return they could have had. The Foles Gordon, I think, would have made sense, but the Kendall Hunter second-round pick for Josh Gordon, that would be a better return. It's still going to be anybody's guess if Flash would play at all in 2016. It was more likely Flash wouldn't be able to play, but it wasn't final that he was done. It was still surprising that the Browns wouldn't trade him, whether it's critics, analysts, or myself. Imagine a good player like Josh Gordon was on the Patriots. He would have been traded months or even released after his suspensions. That's kind of the Patriot way. That's what Bill Belichick does. Adam Schefter also has reported in August 2016 that the Browns haven't tried training Flash. With all I've talked about so far, many to come, 2014 to 2017 was the time where so many negative news about him were going on. Again, Roto World, I'm finding this one, and also a Boston Herald article from December 2018. It's about his career path. On September 29th, 2016, he decided to enter a rehab facility. He ultimately didn't play in 2016. This was strange. Three years before, he was one of the best out of nowhere. Then just like Martavis Bryant in the future, years ago, Justin Blackman, the stupid dog like weed problems came back to haunt him. Slash the other two. But with Josh Gordon reinstated last Friday, he may not have to be on the fall from grace list. Good to have you back, Josh Gordon. A couple newspapers based in Ohio believe in September 2016, Josh Gordon has played his last time with the Browns. It seemed like almost everyone was thinking that at this point. Then in May 2017, his petition for reinstate was prevented by, of course, asshole bitch Roger Goodell. An ESPN employee reported that he and his agent, quote, terminated the relationship around two weeks ago. This Josh Gordon situation was getting worse. A Bleacher Report employee reported in late August 2017 that he had been in rehab two months before. There were non-stop reports of applying or not applying for reinstatement. In October 2017, Josh Gordon talked about his drug use, history, suspensions, relationship with asshole Goodell, and what his future holds on Uninterrupted. Don't know what that is. Later that month, he would meet with NFL officials to talk about a reinstatement possibility. In very shocking news on November 1st, 2017, he was finally reinstated, but he couldn't be in Browns practice until November 20th. However, he couldn't be active on game day until the week 13. What made the Josh Gordon saga much worse, on November 6th, Flash admitted in an interview with GQ that he played under drug and alcohol usage in, quote, probably every game of my career. Kind of surprising he wasn't caught. He finally played again in week 13 at the Los Angeles Chargers, where he finished with, finished with four receptions, 85 yards. Even for the infamous Sound of the 72 Browns, in which they went 0-16 with god-awful QB play from Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, and Cody Kessler, in five games played, Josh Gordon had 18 receptions, 335 yards, one touchdown. He still won't return to form. Not 2013, but you know what I mean? Despite losing Week 17 to go 0-16, Josh Gordon ended the year on a high note with four catches of 115 yards and Week 17 loss at the, at the Steelers. 
It's still strange that Josh Gordon had to be an exclusive rights free agent, considering he was in the league since 2012. Hard to explain what an exclusive rights free agent is. If you took away his suspensions, he could probably be the highest paid wide receiver. In July 2018, Josh Gordon, in a series of tweets, reported that he is going to miss the start of, tra- of training camp, but has, quote, every intention of being ready and available to join my teammates soon. Josh Gordon wasn't suspended at all, so it appeared he was finally ready to play full season. However, he had to deal with hamstring tightness. His downfall at Cleveland and emergence in New England started here. It was reported by an ESPN employee on September 9th, September 9th, Sunday, week one, that the Browns plan to give Josh Gordon, quote, roughly 20 snaps. Ironically, during the week one game hosting the Steelers, he played 69 out of 89 snaps, but only had one catch for a touchdown. Then after being strangely inactive from a hamstring, possibly, in week two at the Saints, the Browns on September 15th were reportedly planning to release Flash the following week, according to Adam Schefter. Less than an hour later, he reported that the Browns are, quote, more likely to trade Josh Gordon than release him. Well-known NFL Network employee Ian Rappaport reported on September 16th that Josh Gordon is keeping, in quote, his eyes on the 49ers and Cowboys. To go back to M. Schefter, he, he reported that the Browns preferred to train outside the AFC. The Jets also had, quote, some interest. Evening of September 16th, the Dallas Morning News reported that the Cowboys had no interest in Gordon. On September 17th, NFL.com's Ian Rappaport reported that the my beloved Patriots are, quote, getting close to acquiring Josh Gordon. Then finally, our beloved Patriots acquired Josh Gordon in exchange for a conditional fifth-round pick. The rule was if Josh Gordon is active for fewer than 10 games, Patriots get a seventh-round pick from the Browns. Conditional picks do confuse me. Sorry that I haven't been fully knowledgeable. I'm probably wrong with what I just said. I'm not fully knowledgeable when it comes to, quote, conditional round picks. Anyways, because of a hamstring, he didn't play in the week three loss at the Lions. Even though he played in a week four win against the Dolphins, he only played 18 out of 81 snaps. Maybe the Patriots doing the work-in-progress method. He only had two touchdowns, 32 yards. In week five, in a Thursday night win against the Colts, he played 20 out of 71 snaps. But he did have an impressive touchdown. He had two receptions, 50 yards, one touchdown. In offensive shootout hosting the Chiefs in week six, he had five receptions, 42 yards. He played 63 out of 81 snaps. He finally had a great game at the Bears in week seven when he had four catches, 100 yards, with a long 55-yard catch and run, in which he avoided many tackle changes but fell short of the end zone. On October 29th, it was reported that Josh Gordon had been tardy at least twice leading up to the Bills winning that game in Buffalo. He had an okay game, though. Four receptions, 42 yards. He was supposed to be benched for a quarter. Belichick does that kind of stuff. He sort of has a zero tolerance policy, as most people would know that. He played most of the snaps in the first quarter, so it really didn't matter. For the rest of the season, his best game came in Week 9, hosting the Packers. He had five receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. To go with that, a 55-yard touchdown reception. Most people would expect Josh Gordon to finish the season with the future Super Bowl 53 champions. For six rings, good times. Let's go for seven. Then on a very sad morning on December 20th, Gordon announced in quote, stepping away from the football field for a bit to focus on my mental health. Then, of course, jackass bitch Goodell had to suspend him for substance abuse policy violation. In 11 games played with the Patriots, he had 40 receptions, 720 yards, and three touchdowns. His one game with the Browns, he had one catch, 17 yards, one touchdown. That adds up to 41 receptions, 737 yards, and four touchdowns. Regardless, he still received a Super Bowl ring. You have to think, what if Flash plays in the Super Bowl? I think what made people so pissed off that he couldn't play was... To go back to March slash April 2019, it's become noticeable that the Patriots and Chiefs had developed a rivalry. It kind of dates back a few years, it feels like. Anyways, the Chiefs star wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, had his violence nonsense. Since the public opinion is probably going to have angry backlash towards me, that's why I'm saying violence nonsense. I don't want to get controversial. Most everyone expected Tyreek Hill to be suspended for the arm-breaking violence nonsense on his kid, especially his beating up that he did back in 2014 that got kicked off Oklahoma State before he transferred to West Alabama. He had a history of domestic violence if you don't know what I mean. Whereas Josh Gordon being Snoop Dogg can't play again. I hate Roger Goodell. Just because Josh Gordon got reinstated on Friday and, and can happily play again, I still hate you, Roger Goodell. Leave office now. Nobody wants you in this league anymore, jackass. Anyways, moving on from dissing that jackass, what do I think for Josh Gordon 2019? It could be the same as last year. 
He gradually gets more playing time, or he gets to make an immediate impact from week one on. Considering the deep receiving core with Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, Braxton Berrios, Philip Dorsett, Demarius Thomas, Cameron Meredith, even though Gronk is gone, Matt Lacoste of all guys is probably going to take over. We still have a great running game with Sonny Michelle, James Wayne, Damian Harris. Josh Gordon, I think, will do well. He's probably never going to return to 2013 form, but the lifelong Patriots fan, it's anybody's guess how good he'll be. Before I get to conclusions slash what-ifs, one final message, my beloved Patriots, let's get seven rings and win Super Bowl 54. Now to some what-ifs before I end this. It's fair to wonder what if Josh Gordon had never had demons, whether it was his college days or his NFL days. What if Josh Gordon had never had drugs slash attitude problems dating back to 2012? Could he potentially be on Julio Jones' level? That may seem kind of bold. It's kind of strange that with god-awful QB playing 14 games, he could have won on 646 yards in 2013. But with the GOAT and Tom Brady in 11 games, he only had 720 yards. Tom Brady, critics think, doesn't need the best wide receivers. He can have above-average receivers, and he'll still win Super Bowls. He doesn't need a John Dre Hopkins or Michael Thomas. I guess Randy Moss 2007 is an exception, or Wes Walker in 2007. Yeah, a lot of what-ifs. Back to Josh Gordon. Where would he be today if the problems didn't come up? Could he still be on Cleveland? He couldn't pay top dollar years ago. Who knows? Could he be making just as much as OBJ or Michael Thomas a year average? Again, that's very well to say, both how amazing he was in 2013. You kind of have to think how good would he have been had the Demons not derailed him from 2014 to 2017. He could have been paired with OBJ in Cleveland in 2019, not have been with Jarvis Landry. There's probably a better chance Landry and Gordon would have been together instead of OBJ and Gordon, considering the time periods of when Gordon and, and OBJ, Landry and OBJ joined the, the Browns respectively. There's so many what-ifs, and these what-ifs will never happen. Sorry that I'm mentioning random information. There's a lot to talk about, that's why. It's quite an interesting history for Josh Gordon being a Patriots fan. I hope this guy can play all 16 games and not have his stooped dog weed problems haunt him. Some people thought back in 2013 the Patriots realistically could have traded for Josh Gordon. His problems are different from OBJ's. And Antonio Brown's flash has drug problems. The other two cannot stop being annoying with their childish behavior, whether they're passionate or not. OBJ, it isn't a huge problem. Like, he's not going insane. Whereas AB... Where do I start with this, jackass? Anyways, one more thing. Fuck Roger Goodell. You may have brought back Josh Gordon, but I still hate you for life, Roger Goodell. Nobody wants you in this league anymore. All that aside, Wasted Primers is probably what defines Josh Gordon from 2014 to late 2017. It's a good thing to use. I like to use it, and it's also very relatable, even if it is for sad reasons. All things considered, I'm glad to see him back on my beloved Patriots. Finally, the NFL did something right. Screw you, Roger Goodell. That's it for today. Again, a lot to talk about. I'll be back for another podcast sometime soon.